you know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from quince. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. Mm. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Forever35. Hi. 
Hi, welcome to Forever 35. This is a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. And I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we're not experts. We're just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Mm. Everyone, you need to know, Dori's skin <laughs> is on point today. Thank you, Kate. Uh, before I came here, I watched her put on a new palette on our Instagram story. Yeah. And it I looks did. great. Thank you. It's a it's a pixie palette mm. that they did. It's like a collaboration they did with some YouTube beauty person I'd never heard of um, because I don't really pay attention. How old? There's a whole world of celebrities out there that we just do not know of. Oh, totally. I, I've been having this awakening more and more. Yeah. She seems cool. What's her name? Do you know? Um. I forget. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Her palette's great. Her palette was really pretty. So I put some of that on. And then I also had bought three different NYX um, eyebrow pencils. Just to try? Just to try. And the first one I tried, I really like. It looks great. Your brows Thank are you. firm, fierce, yeah, flawless. So I, I have really thin brows and I've been oh. growing them out. Um, in the hopes of getting them like really well done. Okay. Because some places make you grow them out for a while. Oh, I know. Before, you know, as you know. I do know. Um, so I've been growing them out since March and they're like, they're, they, now they just kind of look scraggly. <laughs> they're not, they're not, they're not full. Um, anyway, this NYX eyebrow pencil, which we will link to on the website. I love it because it's, it's a chubby pencil. And you like holding chubby things? Or you um, just like it, a, you like it thick? What am I saying? Kate. Sorry. <laughs> Where are you going with this? I don't know. Um, but what do you, why, why does that make it different as opposed to one of the thinner pencils? Because I feel like with the thinner pencils, you kind of have to do a lot of little strokes. Yes. It's like, it's almost like carving. you're microblading your mm -hmm. own eyebrows. I know what you mean. Whereas with the thicker pencil, I felt like I could just kind of draw it on in it and it, it looks great. Thank you. Your eyes are are like the most thing I'm noticing most on oh, your thank you. beautiful face. It also comes with the other side of it has a sort of like highlighter that you're supposed to put under your eyes, mm, your eyebrows. Right along the brow. I love yes. highlighting that part. Now I tried doing that, but because my eyebrows haven't been shaped in a long time, I have a lot of hairs there and it does not look good when okay. you have hair. You have to, I think it has to be like a pretty clean surface. Okay. So, you know, when I get them shaped... You'll do it. You'll try how long it I'm going to hold out for? Maybe six months? Yeah, go for it. No, okay. I, lo I grew my eyebrows out for like a year and it felt great. Yeah. I mean, I kind of don't do anything with them. Um, so that's just kind of my lifestyle is yeah. eyebrow growth. I went to see our friend Courtney Chisano last mm -hmm. week. And she was like, I want you to try this new myofacial thing that I'm doing, which is light therapy. And did you love it? I kind of loved it and I felt like my skin really did look smoother afterwards. Interesting. Yeah. I also have this like, do you, do you, do you have any of those like permanent blackheads? I don't think that's what I have. I have one on my neck. It is disgusting. Do you mean permanent? Like you pop it and then it grows back? And it back? just comes oh, yeah. back. I have numerous those spots on my face that I've had since I was like 11. Yes. And I'm like, what? Like, why does this exist? It's on my neck. No one can ever get it out. And yes. I feel like Courtney, like pretty much got the whole thing out. And I emailed her after and was like, you're a goddess. Now, now when you say got it out, do you think something, because I have like, certain zit spots that just always come back. Is that what this is? Or is this just a zit that's never been removed? It's not a zit. Or a thing. 
it's, a growth. It's a it's it's a blackhead, I think, or a poor. I don't know. It just doesn't go away. Do you have um, any spots? Like I have a spot on in my unibrow area where a, a single thick hair always grows. Oh, and then I tweeze it, and then it's the same thick hair comes back. Do you have anything like that? Um, I mean, I have a mole on my face that always gets a hair. Is it the same kind of hair? I just wonder why, like, why does the thicker hair grow out of this one spot? I don't know. Maybe it's a um, mystery. A brow wizard is listening and can tell yes, us. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, what else has been going on with you, Kate? Well, Dory, tomorrow is my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. And one thing I am starting in the gratitude Facebook group that I've talked about that I am in my yes. group, I decided to host a gratitude challenge. And it's a 21 day going to July 31st. So we're recording this a little early. It's July 9th. My birthday is July 10th. And I'm going to be in charge of it. And the goal is to share three things you're grateful for every day and to write one thank you note during that three week period. And I have been feeling kind of uh, had been feeling really down this weekend and just Mm. like dealing with weird emotions and feelings of I don't know, like lingering regret about relationships that I've not like been good at maintaining and just that kind of stuff, feeling left out. I don't know, just those feelings that come up and just trying to like sit with them and understand why I was feeling that way and also not like beat myself up too much. And so one thing I did to help that I was thinking about how like I haven't been a good friend and my friend, I have some, some friends who are amazing friends to me. Well, but then instead of just like sitting there thinking about it, I then wrote a thank you note to one of my best friends. Oh my gosh. So if you're listening, Sarah, you're getting a, a letter That's from me. That's so nice. Yeah. I have a one. I, I mean, I have so many amazing friends. And so then I was like, should I, I'm going to make a list of everybody I want to write a thank you note to and oh just kind of start tackling that. I've been t- really, gratitude has really been helping me feel happier in my life. That's so great. And I was feeling really down and I felt like I was able to turn it around by thinking of things that I was grateful for. It's been really interesting. I, I, I never used to be evangelical about sh- writing down your things you're grateful for, but I have really kind of noticed it's making me feel like a happier person. So I don't know. That's it's wonderful. changing my thinking. Good. And I feel like it, it also really felt good to express my gratitude to my friend. Yeah. And just to say like, you know, thank you for some of the things you've done for me. And I also did a, a letter, a thank you note to my in-laws. And I mm-hmm. sent that a few weeks ago. And that was really moving for me because my in-laws are, are really wonderful. And it felt good to like express my feelings. I feel like we don't yeah. often like explicitly say what we appreciate about the people we love. Like we tell them we love them, but we're never like, hey, thanks specifically for these bullet points. Totally. So anyway, I feel like I could cry talking about it. It really is, but has been Aww. very moving for me to, to do that. So I don't know if anyone else is gratitude challenging out there in the pod world, but I would love to know it if you are. It's really made a difference for me. Anyway. I love this. Thank you, Dory. Thank you so much. I'll let you know at the end of this three-week challenge how I'm feeling. Please do. What if I'm like, I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite thing has happened. I don't think that's going to happen. I hope not. I hope not. You have noted in our notes that it's been hot AF here in Los Angeles. <laughs> it has been. I think it's been hot across America, but yes. we got we got it real bad this we week. We did. It was the hottest day ever recorded in Calif- Southern California. Yeah, ever. it was insane. Yeah. And also, LA is just not equipped for high heat. Which like, is literally funny the, seeing it's a desert. 
Well, it's not a desert. We're not. What are we? No, it's some like hybrid. Okay. I've I've been corrected about this, which oh. is why I say this. Um, yeah, we're not. We're technically not a desert, um, but we we t- we tend to have a very temperate climate. And so even like our power grid is not equipped (laughs) to handle it. And there were like blackouts in Los Angeles and it was just bad. Um, And so we have been doing some things around the house to try to mitigate the heat. Okay. Um, We put up blackout curtains in our bedroom. The best. Which is the best. I'd put them up in my office previously and noticed that they made a huge difference because both of those rooms have big windows Mm. that face west and the sun just like beats down on them. It's interesting because were we in like New York City, you would want Totally. You would want rooms that get a totally. ton of sun. But totally. here where the sun is uh, opp- is particularly oppressive. Yeah. It can and it literally will destroy your curtains here. Like yes. we've had curtains that have just like shredded in the sunlight. Yeah. And so even when it's not that hot, yeah. those rooms would get hot and we have central air. Um but ever since I had put up the blackout curtains in my office, it it was noticeably cooler. And then we put them up in the bedroom and it's already made a difference. That's great. So I'm very happy about that. Um you know, also we have a dog. I know. That's been tough. Dogs in the heat is tough. Yeah, I was getting up at six AM to walk my dog just because I don't want her little paw. I mean, one, they can't go out in the heat, but right. I also don't want her paws to sizzle. Yeah. Bo, uh, Matt got Bo booties. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Well, we haven't put them on him yet. What? How? If, I mean, what, is he going to get mad? I was like, how is Bo going to react to booties? Is he going to be embarrassed? Are these heat booties? They're not rain booties. They're, They're not like little sneakers. I, I mean, I can go get them if you want. Wait, can you? Seriously? Yes. Everyone... I feel like this is important podcast content. Oh my God, they look like toddler water shoes. <laughs> okay, I would just like to point oh out God. that they are called <laughs> Mr. Shoes. Oh my God. <laughs> I wish this is a one time. I really wish this was a visual medium because these are so <laughs> ridiculous. They also have little... <sighs> They have little reflectors on them. They have little reflectors so you can take them out at night. And they have like real like treads on the bottom. They're basically sneakers. They're bright orange <laughs> dog booties. But the, the weirdest part is that the soles are really tiny, obviously, because dogs have paws. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why. I find this um, so comical. Anyway, we have Holy these. Holy shit. You need to put your dog in these boots. But we haven't tried them on him. So what we've been doing is we have also been walking him pretty early before the um, asphalt gets really hot. And then we've been taking him to daycare a yeah, lot. No, I think that's good. Just because like, it's too hot. That's right. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Look at these booties the whole time we're recording because I'm going to laugh the whole time. <laughs> All right. I'll put them away. They're so cute. They're so cute. Yeah. Matt was like, I got bow booties. But oh, my God. We haven't we haven't actually put them on him. <sighs> Please. I need you to. All put right. Them I will on put them dog. on him and I will take a picture. Oh, I feel so bad. He's going to be like, what are these things? Or he'll love them. Uh, he I loves so. clothes. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he loves clothes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we have sweaters for him I, I am, we I have am. christmas pajamas for him he loves getting in his christmas pajamas he looks like a little elf we have little elf pajamas <laughs> uh, i don't know who i love more you guys or your dog but the fact that he loves clothes he loves clothes you should start a style blog for him well he has an instagram 
Oh, that's true. He does have an Instagram, yeah. but he could become an influencer. He like could a dog fluencer. A dog fluencer. Yeah. I mean, that's a big commitment well, to listen, have an influencer for I'll, a dog. I'll talk to him about that. I'll see what he says. Okay. Yeah. Bring it up. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Sorry. So you know, I'm just trying to stay hydrated, trying to stay cool. That's important. And yeah, you know, I'm gonna bring up this conversation on my gratitude list tonight. Sorry, my boo bitches. Oh, that's okay. That okay. happens. Yeah. You know, also on the topic of boo bitching. Yeah. Do you feel like women itch their boobs in public? I don't. And I'm always so amazed at how men are like fully on board with just itching themselves in public. I don't itch my boobs. Like if I'm like in a restaurant, yeah, I won't like itch my boobs, but I've itched my boobs like walking down the street. For sure. I'm trying to, now I need to be more conscious of when I itch them and if I ever am self conscious. I don't think I actually am. I think Sorry, I just go I for need it. To itch my boob again. <laughs> <laughs> it's very itchy. Okay. Oh boy, this has been a giggly morning. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I'm happy to see you. I'm, I am happy to see Honestly, you as always. This is a good escape from the heat just being in your nice cool house, trying to drink 64 ounces of water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm here for you. Thank you. Um, all right. I think it's time to, for us to take a Let's quick take a break. break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes, Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one -on -one classes with the world's 
best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Do you want to tell me why? No, no. I was just <laughs> going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also like summer sweat under those underwires. is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman 
and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Well, we're back. And as we mentioned before, Tomorrow is Kate Spencer's birthday. It is. Happy I, birthday. Thank you so much. This You'll is, be getting a little something from me tomorrow. I'm honored and touched. Well. Thank you so much. I don't want to tell you what it is. That's okay. This okay. friendship is enough. Aww. And this podcast I'm is truly a gift. for our friendship. <gasps> Put it on a list. And our podcast. Dory, I was curious. I brought up birthdays as a topic. Yes. Because normally I don't care about my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I... I suspect that's because I have a summer birthday. I ne- you know, I never really had parties as a kid. Everybody was out of town. Right. Um, I also don't love parties because I get kind of, sh- I get socially anxious mm. and I don't like, um, I always, uh, I, I can't like relax and have fun if I'm the host of a party. When you were a kid, did you have your birthday party before school was out or, or in September? I think we would, no, neither. It would be like in July and like four people could come. I don't remember ever having like a big birthday party. Okay. I had like a sleepover, like a few friends would come, we'd go out right. and do a thing, but it was never like, you know, the kid who had like 40 people at their birthday yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. never had that, which is fine. This is not a complaint, but sure. it was just a different, it was like, I also had like friends in college who would have throw birthday parties for themselves. I've never thrown myself a birthday party. I did actually, this is getting off on a tangent. After my mom died, I was like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a thing. And yeah. So for a couple of years, I did do a thing for my birthday in New York City. Okay. At that bar in Queens on a beach. Do you ever go to that bar? No. Well, it's not there anymore. So oh, it'll never happen. That's sad. Um, but I've never really have thrown myself a party. Right. I just, I, I don't know. I'm and not a big birthday person. Has your husband ever thrown you a surprise party? <laughs> no, he hasn't because I like being in control. Mm. And I I actually would think I would enjoy a surprise party. Mm -hmm. But I think he also knows, like, I have such a hard time not, I'm such a a, a micromanager of things. Mm -hmm. All right, I'll talk to him about next year. Yeah, let him know. uh, Next year I will be 40. And so maybe for my 40th, that would be... We'll throw you a surprise party. You guys (laughs) collaborate. (laughs) But uh, this year I feel so excited for my birthday. Oh, Not like, it's me time, but more just like, yeah, I made it. I'm here. Totally. I get to like be here on this planet. I yeah. feel so, maybe it's the gratitude thing. I feel so grateful to get to celebrate my birthday tomorrow. I love that. And like just excited about being a, a person on the earth and like having my health, having the things in my life that I'm lucky to have and also like setting some goals for the next year. Yeah. As, so that, because I tend to be that kind of person who like, like July, January 1st rolls around. I'm like, oh, what should I, what are my intentions for the, mm-hmm. I don't plan ahead. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of trying to be intentional about this next year of my life and set some goals for myself about what I want to accomplish personally, emotionally, professionally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then just enjoy getting to be like a living human. Are there any goals that you want to talk about? Okay. Here's a goal that I kind of 
I shared with a friend yesterday. I've shared with a couple friends. I want to get jacked. <laughs> Everybody's laughing. At me. Our producer Sammy, suddenly. <laughs> Sammy looked Sammy's up. eyes got wide. <laughs> this time next year, I want to be ripped. Wow. Okay. I have never been ripped. Yeah. And I also feel every time I say it, Sammy takes a, a choking sip of Sammy's <laughs> coffee. <laughs> okay. I there's a narrative that I've had about myself and my body my yeah. whole life, which okay. has been like, I look this way, I'm not strong, I'm not athletic. And certain things in my life as I got older have changed that. Like when I was 34, I played basketball and joined a basketball team for the right. first time in yeah. my life. And it was really empowering because I had always had this running narrative about myself that was like, I'm not good at sports. I don't like sports. Right. I'm clumsy. I'm not athletic. And I realized like, oh, I just, I never gave myself the chance to learn and to try and and I actually was, I was fine at basketball. It wasn't totally. like I was a star, but it was really fun. It ended up being something I really loved. And then I got, I injured myself doing CrossFit and I had to stop. So another narrative I have about myself is like, I would never be, I could never be muscular. My body can't do that. Do you, have you ever had, had mm -hmm. these kind of like, I could never have a six pack. Mm -hmm. I just don't have that kind of body. And I, and I would, now will this, I accomplish this? I don't know. But I have been thinking like, what if I got jacked? Not what if I lost weight, not what if I got thin. Those are not my goals. My goals are like, or my my dream when I fantasize about this. It's like getting really strong. Yeah. Have you seen recent pictures of Real Housewife of New Jersey, Teresa Judice? I have not. I thought it was Giudice. It's apparently Judice. Okay. From what I understand. As a person who is one quarter Italian, I feel like she is not pronouncing her oh, last name correctly definitely not um she has become since since leaving prison she has become a bodybuilder really and competes in bodybuilding tournaments and she is jacked okay i need to go i need to look this you up you need to look this up um can i ask do you have a plan no, okay. not at all. all I, right. I was emailing with a friend because I, I who is uh, my friend Eugene Cordero, who co-hosts the podcast Dumbbells. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He is an actor, which you have been on, which I've been on two times. <laughs> He's an actor. You're basically a regular. I love Dumbbells so much. I love those guys. But he he really transformed his health and changed his body and is really into fitness. And so I've been e I emailed him some questions, and I think my ultimate goal is to. Um, is to like live a way that like maintains my health. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? While also being Jack. Well, I don't know what I'm envisioning for Jack, like ripped. Like I can't do a pull up. Mm -hmm. And will I ever be able to do a pull up? I don't know, but I would like to change the narrative about, I have about myself that says I could never. Yes. Maybe I could. I like that. I think is kind of what I'm thinking. And also 40 is a big birthday mentally. And I like the idea of being in the best physical shape of my life mm -hmm. as I get older, mm -hmm. not having it have already passed mm -hmm. it, you know, 20, whatever, but totally. So that's something I'm thinking about. Will I accomplish that? I don't know. But I'm also, Dory, I should say like, I am now, my children are older and I now I'm kind of in a space where I can find that time again yes. to do this sort of thing. It took a really long time before I even felt like my head was out of a big hole in the sand. So, uh, so that's, that's what I'm thinking, but I, I just, like I feel so happy that I'm alive. 
Oh, that's so great. I know that sounds really cliche, but um, the older I get, the more grateful I am. I think also because the older you get, the more you start seeing people who don't make it or people with health problems or whatever, or you experience loss of your peers. And that can be very, very upsetting. Totally. I sound so dumb, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's unreal to see people your age, um, deal with health crises and that sort of thing. So, um, I'm very grateful that I have my health and that I'm here. I think mortality is a big motivator for people to to start working out. Oh my God. My dad started working out in his forties. Really? Mm -hmm. His dad died at like 52 or something. His dad died very young of uh, of a heart attack. He was a smoker. Um, and I think for my dad that it was probably always kind of in the back of his mind. Sure. And in his forties, he started working out. Now my dad is 73. And is he, is he in great health? I would describe him as jacked. Okay. See, I think also heart health is something I'm really conscious of, especially as we get older. And I want to make sure like I'm treating my body in a way, not like a temple because I want to be able to like eat, you know, I enjoy partaking in food as a pleasurable totally. Um, but just, you know, being like loving with myself so that I can last as long as possible. I like that. I also like this idea of changing the narrative of your own, especially your physical perception have you of had, yourself. Do you have a, a narrative of yourself in that way? I do and did, and I changed it. What was a it? A few and years ago. How did you do this? I, I had always been like, I'm not a runner. Mm. And then I started running because I was like, fuck this. I don't want to not be a runner. Like, this is dumb that I can't do it. I was like annoyed with myself that I was a bad runner or that I just didn't run, didn't run. And then I trained for the New York City Marathon. And you did it. Well, I would have done it, but it was canceled that year. (laughs) Oh, you got that cancel year? (laughs) Yeah, I got the cancel year. And that was like... I feel like I had like one shot. You know what I mean? Like I, I kind of had one. I had it in me to train for a marathon once. <laughs> um, That's impressive. But I did train for it. And yeah. I did a like, you know, the last long run you do before training for a marathon is like a 20 or 21 mile <sighs> run. And I did it. Yeah, I dude. did it. That's insane. Which is insane. And this was someone, you know, I was someone who never thought of myself as a runner. So that change, I mean, in recent years, it's been harder because IVF just like fucks with your exercise schedule. So I feel like I'm kind of in this weird zone where I can exercise sporadically. And it also kind of constricts what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. While you're going through treatment. Um, Can I give you some unsolicited advice? Yes. If you really are interested in getting jacked, Uh I would get a personal trainer. Okay. Well, done. I don't think you have to go every day, but I think even once a week would help. Just because that they know how to like target your body. They know how to target your body. You can tell them your goals. They will give you workouts to do while you're not training with them. And I think it's good to be accountable to someone. I, that's a good point. And also you're paying them. So it feels like you kind of have that extra, at least I, when I, whenever I've worked out with a trainer, I always had that extra motivation of like, you want to do well for them. Sure. And also like, you want to get your money's worth. And often I've worked out with a personal trainer a couple times and you're alone. Yes. I mean, you can do it in a group or with another person, but when you're alone, it's like, oh shit, it's all on me. Mm -hmm. I can't like kind of hide in the back. Yeah. Which is my favorite place to hide in classes. (laughs) Totally. Okay, Doria, I'll take that advice. I'll think about that. Thank you. Well, check back in with me on my 40th birthday. 
Oh, I will and be. Watch out for I'm my. Check back in with you at your surprise packs. party. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm gonna show up with my ripped quads. <laughs> totally. You're cool gonna be in your calves. with a headband. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's. I do think the idea that it's never too late to transform yourself in whatever way. Like when we were ta- when we answered that question about the person who the woman who called in on a, or wrote in on a mini episode and was like, is it too late for me to yeah. write this thing and start this group? Totally. And I don't think it is ever too late. I agree. But then you just have to do the thing, which is the hardest part. So. Listen, I hope you have a wonderful day tomorrow. Thank you. I'm super pumped. I can't about wait to hear all about my it. experience. I had a ridiculous birthday this year. Yeah. I was going to say, what traditions do you, do you have traditions for your birthday? I don't really ever have like a special thing I do. Do you have a thing? No, I mean, I usually just like go out to dinner mm-hmm. <laughs> with my significant other. And if I don't have a significant other, then I I think I've usually just like gotten friends together and gone out to That's dinner. Great. Um and I've and I go back and forth. Like I've had birthday parties, I've not had birthday parties. Um last year around my birthday was around the same time that my book came out. That's so right. my book party kind of became a birthday party. And my husband got me an amazing cake I remember that looked that like cake. my book, yeah, which was awesome. Um, but this year we were on vacation about a week before my birthday, kind of coincidentally, like it wasn't planned as like a birthday trip, but as I was making like dinner reservations and hotel reservations, et cetera, they would always ask, are you celebrating anything? And I would be like, well, you know, it's, I, we're kind of celebrating my birthday, like I just kept saying it without really thinking about it. And then we get there and literally everywhere we go, they were like, happy birthday. It's like being at Disneyland. It was like being birthday. at Disneyland. They're sending like cake to our room. Oh. <laughs> like every dinner, there was some birthday dessert. And Matt was just like, this is insane. Good work. And you know what? You're like, oh, fuck, I deserve this. Totally. So then by the time my actual birthday rolled around, he was like, We've celebrated this like 10 times. And I was like, we're going out to dinner. (laughs) Good for you. (sighs) Thank you. You know what? I I always like, I was always a little skeptical of people who got very into celebrating their birthdays. Mm -hmm. Because there are those people who are like, they go all out. Totally. And I've always, I've just never felt that urge. But the the older I get, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. Well, and like what I also had that feeling that you were describing of like, I'm now at the age where I am feeling grateful to just still be on the planet. Yes. We're so freaking lucky. Yeah. (sighs) So, so anyway, everybody, I will include my address at the end of the podcast where you can send all the (laughs) presents and uh, that'll be great. I'll appreciate Um, that so much. Well, on that note, we're going to take another quick break. Our guest today is Alexis Tirado. Hi, Alexis. Hey. Um, Alexis, you have a very impressive bio that I'm going to read. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Alexis is an award-winning multi-platform journalist and producer. She's a supervising producer at BuzzFeed, where she runs Paro-Like, the Latinx brand of BuzzFeed that's focused on woke, humorous, and culturally relevant video and social media for Latinx across the country. And previously... She was the managing editor of Upworthy, which I'm sure everyone is familiar with. Mm -hmm. And before that, she was the editorial director of Flama, Univision's first English language digital destination designed exclusively for U.S.-born Hispanic millennials. (laughs) 
And she's also worked for Alicia Keys, MTV, Martha Stewart, Latina, and Time Out New York. Welcome, Alexis. I'm so excited to be here. I mean, we have to say, Alexis brought us flowers. (laughs) Not just flowers, gorgeous flowers. Bouquets of flowers with, like, tied up in beautiful ribbon and and tissue. Like, in that beautiful... Oh, brown paper I know. wrapping. Yeah. You Thank really you. know the way to our hearts. That made my freaking day. It really did. It's also, Monday, you know? Got to bring some cheer totally. on Monday. Also, you walked in smelling delicious. And you told us. I mean, we both inhaled you and commented on your yes. scent. So and what a, are you wearing? Because yes, the bottle has is now on the table. It is. And I keep smelling it. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for complimenting me on my scent because that's like the best compliment ever, right? It's like, it's just like you feel so VIP when someone says that. Yeah. Um, So I wear mostly Joe Malone scents because they stay on all day and they're definitely expensive, um, but they're worth it. Uh, This one is called Poppy and Barley Cologne. It was a special limited edition that they had in the spring. It was part of this like English spring collection, Um, but you might be able to find it on on eBay or Amazon Mm. or something, or maybe we can just tweet them and tell to bring it back yeah come as on like joe a, malone so yeah. good yeah it's still del- it's a on the best smell because it's not it's delicious it's not overpowering yeah and it smells spring-like but it's not but, floral yeah no it's really i'll describe great. it it's it's delicious but you were saying that you are you're you're into scents you're into perfume i am so into scents oh. i um definitely put a lot of money into scents um and i like to have seasonal scents so i have mm. one for fall that's joe malone it's like a sea salt wood one and it's, a, it's, a, it's one of their most popular scents and okay. then i have this heavier like rose one um for the winter and right now i'm on the search for a summer scent okay so i try to do like the estee lauder bronze i did that for a while that's what i wear I love yes. that. i'm obsessed with that one i bronze love that goddess. one yes bronze goddess um so i'm trying to find something in that family but everything either smells um you know and so you guys know the listeners bronze goddess smells like like a beachy summer like kind of coconut but not overpowering yeah. but i'm trying to find something in that family you know because i've already done bronze goddess so i'm trying to see something else in that family do so you any- switch it up every year like every no oh, okay. i usually like just switch it up for the season um and it depends okay. like i've had bond new york scents which are also like expensive Ooh. they're like two three hundred dollars um and i recently like I-, I bought one a few years ago when i got a job at the one at univision and i was like i'm gonna buy- i'm gonna treat myself and get like this really amazing um bond number nine perfume but like recently i've kind of i'm like sick of it and over it so i gave mm. it to my best friend so I like that. That's yeah. a nice thing to do. Because yeah. perfume is tricky. It's It can cost a ton. And then you get a big-ass bottle that takes a while. Like, y- you might not make it through the whole thing. Yeah, totally. You might get sick of it one quarter of the way through. Yeah. Or, or even further along. Yeah. I bought a used bottle of perfume from a friend. She just used a little bit and gave it to me for, like, 75 bucks. And it was, like, normally 150 bucks. So there you go. A great story. Yeah. <laughs> A timeless classic of the time I bought a Byredo perfume. Uh, do you have a collection? Like, are scents a big part of how you present? Yes, I okay. think so, for sure. Yeah, I definitely have a collection, mostly Jo Malone. Um, and then I use, like, little mini scents, too. This is actually, like, a tip that I do. So if you invest in a, a really expensive perfume like Jo Malone, they actually give you samples yes. as well. Mm. And this is, like, a real – this is kind of – 
like my uh, my my boo, my husband Josh, like is embarrassed anytime he goes to the mall with me. But I'll go to a Bloomingdale's counter and I'll be like, "Oh, can I get a sample of like the wood sage?" And they'll be like, "Yeah." So then, like every time I go to a department store, I just collect these mini samples. Yes. <laughs> so right now I have like ten of each scent that I have, so then I have them for when I'm traveling. Yeah. I put them in my bag for like the office or whatever. But that's a tip when you buy an expensive perfume. Like go back there like every now and then, just get their free samples so you can just replenish on the go do you keep this bottle in your bag or did you bring it specifically because you were coming no this is actually i keep i bought two of these so i have one at home and this is the one for the bag because i knew that this scent was gonna sell out and it did so i'm so glad that i like had the foresight to like know that and uh yeah damn it i'm getting on ebay this afternoon (laughs) i'm finding this scent i'm like going to nordstrom and asking for (laughs) We should do a Twitter campaign. Joe Malone, bring this back permanently. Bring back Poppy and Barley Cologne permanently into your collection. I mean, maybe they did it as a pop-up just to see how popular it was. Yeah, that's true. And they're like, oh, maybe we'll bring this into our regular rotation. we've We've had listeners or call in or write to us about buying like numerous items of the same thing. And I love that you did that because you had the foresight to be like, no, I'm gonna want. I'm going to want this. So are you also into home scents? Um, I'm not as like loyal to home scents. Like I'll just like, if someone gives me a candle, I'll light it up. If right. I have like incense, you know, like I was, I'm always like really careful when I say that word because I don't want, I don't want to say incest. Like I just like, I, yes. I like, like I, I tend to like sometimes mispronounce things. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Let me just properly pronounce that. So sometimes I'll, um, you know, people will give me incense or whatever and I'll light it up, but I'm not like, I don't have like, I'm not loyal to like a specific candle. You're not a friend. Joe Malone candle person. No, I'm just not. Just a Joe Malone perfume person. Yes. Interesting. Alexis, I I also have to ask you about your lipstick. Yes. Which is a gorgeous shade of red. I'm so excited that you asked me. (laughs) I actually put this on and hope that you would because um, I passed the test. I'm I'm a very proud Latina. um, And this lipstick that I have is from this brand called Reina Ribelde, which means like Queen Rebel. And the woman who started it, her name is Regina, and she was a lawyer for a long time. And she was just like, I'm going to just create my own makeup brand. And she just wanted to, like, create this cool, like, Latina-inspired makeup brand. So it's called Brava, um, B-R-A-V-A, and it's it's one of her lipstick lines, one of her lipsticks in her collection. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. Where, do you know, like, if a listener's interested or, say, me, yeah. you purchase her makeup? Yes. Um, I think she just scored a Target uh, Target deal. Hell so yeah. I think she's in Target, which is major. Um, but you can also just go to her website, uh, Reina Ribelda. Again, it's, R-E, it's Reina Ribelda, and it's R-E-I-N-A. And then R-E-B-E-L-D-E. So if you just Google it, you'll find it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And it's so cool to like support women, female entrepreneurs and just also women of color who are Mm -hmm. doing like really amazing things. So please go out and get all all of her things. Uh, Does she do a whole makeup line? She does lipsticks and eyeshadow and like like eyebrows. Um, But I don't think she has a whole like I don't think she does all like, you know. Face stuff. She sounds like a person to add to the secreting guest list of mm-hmm. guests. I want a secret onto this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. She'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah. she sounds amazing. Yeah. But I'll also, I'm not to keep just like picking apart your makeup, but you've got <laughs> sparkly cheek stuff happening. And then all is like a highlighter. Yes. It's a sparkly gold. And then blue mascara. Yes. I love it totally. because it's so subtle. I'm almost like... Is it there? It is. Yes. And anyone can wear it. It's totally doable mm. for any woman of any skin tone. Like, 
It's great. It's the the blue mascara is YSL. I love um, it. So pretty. Yeah. So you can get it at Sephora anywhere. They have like blue. They have red, uh, like a maroon red. They have gold. I think it's called vinyl. Um, they actually ran it two years ago and they had to recall it because there's something sus- like suspicious with the ingredients, but they brought Uh-oh. it back. Uh-oh. But yes. don't worry. <laughs> no, it's good now. It's all good now. So it's, it's totally <laughs> approved now. So, um, it's in Sephora right now. And then the glitter on my face is Trophy Wife by Fenty Beauty. And it's like a staple in her makeup collection. So is it a highlighter? It's like a highlighter. Mm. Yeah. I Be- think Anya one of our previous guests i think also used that uses Fenty. trophy way yeah i got it's yeah. really nice Fenty. Yes. so what i'm what i'm hearing from you is that it sounds like makeup is also a big part of your self-care it is yes i love to invest in like high quality makeup as well and um yeah it just makes me feel great did you because i feel like blue mascara it might feel bold like a bold choice for some people to make for themselves. Did you, have you always liked like bright pops of color or is it more like you had one day were like, I'm freaking going for it. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I, I love that question. Yeah. Is no, that, I've did always... I phrase that weird. <laughs> no, no, no. It's cool. Yeah. I, I totally get it. Cause some people are just are not going to do that. You know, I think I've always loved color. I'm always like wearing bright colors. Like my, um, my fashion palette is always like really bright, bright nail art, like bright lipsticks. Like that's always just been kind of my MO. And I think living in LA now, like it's just sunny every day. Yeah. So you just feel like even brighter than living in New York City. There's a, there's also just like a, a interesting part about like your, who you are on the inside ex- being expressed outwardly yeah. that I yeah. find really, that's a very basic observation of, of people, but I do still find like, it's very fascinating totally to like how you're feeling outwardly coming out in your expression of color on your palette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I explaining myself well? You are. Okay. okay. You know what I'm trying to say. I do. No, I totally understand. I also, I'm big on nail art as well. Yes. Yeah, but love... can we talk about yeah. your nails? Yeah. So I'm a really big person on nail art. So, gel? Um, gel. Okay. I always do gels, which, you know, some people mm-hmm. don't want to do it because they don't, really they good. feel like it damages their nails. Um, but I get gels like once a, once a month and I usually get like some really colorful, cool design. Right now I have like black with like silver foils. It kind of feels like like a 90s like trapper keeper kind of vibe to it (laughs) can i ask you one of the things that came up in our email conversation with you before coming on the podcast is dealing with like falling down and coming back (laughs) up again no but i think it's really interesting you wrote like it's not easy but you can totally fall down a ton of times and get your ass back up yeah and i that I don't know if every person is that optimistic and confident in situations where they've experienced failure. So I was wondering if you could maybe just talk about your experiences professionally in that regard and then how you find the strength and motivation and just fucking fire to get back up again. Yeah. Um, So I guess I'll start about, I'll start with um, saying that I've been fired once in media and I've been laid off twice in media. Um, So, and I've been in this industry for, I'm 37 now. um, So I've been in it since I was 24. Um, So I'm going to talk a little bit about my failures and then like what has happened, like what made me keep going. But I think it's important to like I think a lot of times like you just see people, you just see that you read my bio and it sounds so impressive, but totally. you, you know, you didn't mention like my, the one time I got fired and then and the two times I got laid off. So 
The first time um, I was 24 years old and Dory, I don't even remember this in New York, the WYSIWYG, like those readings. Yeah. yeah. So I was like invited to do one of those. This is like the aughts. This is like the heyday of Gawker and like blogging. So this is like 2004. Like everyone had a blog. It was like the thing to do. This is like before Twitter and Instagram and Facebook was only for college students. So blogs were like popping and like the OOs of like N- NYC, right? <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah. Did you have, a, did you guys have blogs? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> so um, anyway, so I got asked to do this reading and I was so excited and I always want to do the best at everything I do. So I wanted to do, it was about um, like parents and things. It was around Thanksgiving. It was about like, you know, coming back home or like dealing with your family during Thanksgiving. So actually at the time I lived with my parents and I wanted to do this really funny presentation, PowerPoint presentation about living with my parents and how funny and kooky it is. And I needed a, a projector. So um, at the time, I was working for this company, company called Gruner and Yar. They um, published like Family Circle and YM, YM Magazine, RIP. It was like this hot teen magazine <laughs> um, of the 90s. And I was working in like their corporate communications department as a freelancer. And uh, the week of WYSIWYG, they actually offered me a full-time job to be in like public relations and stuff like that. And I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Finally, my first full-time job. I'm 24. Um, anyway, that same week, you know, I had the reading, I needed a projector, um, and I decided to quote unquote borrow projector from the, uh, from the building, from the office. So I basically created a a fake meeting that needed a projector. I grabbed the projector and put it in my duffel bag. This is amazing. And like, um, and basically proceeded, you know, and after the meeting, like all the IT people were like, do you know where the projector went? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know her. Where did she go? (laughs) What? And as I was leaving the the building. With the projector in the duffel bag? In the duffel bag. I swear this is not a joke. I'm not even exaggerating. The head of IT who was aware the projector was missing um, was in the elevator with me, like eyeing my bag. And I was like, I don't care. I was like, I need to do this reading at any cost. I don't care. I like just like ran out of that building. I did my reading that night. It it went well. Like people laughed. It was good. The next day, like, you know, after the reading, I went to get drinks. I told everyone what happened. They're like, you're so crazy. Like, what's wrong with you? What are you doing? Like, you have to return that projector. And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. And the next day, I went into the um, the the office, Gruner and Yar, and I was like, "Hey, um, I'm so sorry. I was the one who who took the projector. I had a reading. I just like I, I felt like I was in elementary school again. And I like you know confessed to everything. And like my boss at the time was like, um, she was like, "Well, obviously we're not going to offer you this full time job now." And I was like, "I get it." And but on her desk, she had this sign that said, "Do what scares you." Everything was boring. And I was like, "But I did what scares me." <laughs> Like, I was such, you know, when you're like 24 and you just do crazy things, like the things that you did when you were like, like in college or post-college that you would never do in your 30s. Like, I was just like on this high thinking that I wasn't going to get in trouble or I can get away with it. You're problem solving, but the the way you solve the problems aren't always the best (laughs) Totally. I did a lot of that kind of shit. Yeah. And were you upset when they fired? I mean, because <sighs> you had just gotten offered a job. You never even got to take the full-time job. I felt like such a loser. I felt so defeated. I felt so embarrassed. Um, here I was. It's so, it was so hard. It's so hard to get a job in media, you know, and here I was, you know, I was offered a full-time job with benefits. It's a huge deal when you're living with your parents and you still haven't gotten that offer yet. Yeah. So yeah, I was just, my parents are just, I mean, they knew everything. Like it was a big Whoa. failure. And I was just like, I, you know, I, I, 
it, I, it stung for like a few weeks. But at the same time, I was just like, you know what? I got to keep it moving. I actually didn't want to be in public relations anyway. I was mm. always a writer at heart, an editor, like more on the creative side of media. So I, you know, I, I just kept it moving. I was like, okay, uh, I failed. This was my fault. I got to keep going. But I actually didn't get a job offer until like a year after that. So I, I had, to, I mean, I was like waiting tables and, yeah. you know, temping and doing all the things you do when you're like looking for like a full-time job. But um, I'm glad it turned out the way it did because I don't think I would have been happy like writing press releases and having to like, you know, do all that kind of stuff. Um, so that happened. It happened at a young age. Um, I, I think it just was meant to be, you yeah. know. And then you fast forward to 10 years later, um, no, 12 years later, and I'm working at um, Univision and I'm working at Flama which is like this amazing Latinx millennial site that we built from the ground up. And I was, you know, through my years in, in media, like I've always like, Dory, I'm sure you've seen like so many layoffs at places you worked at. Totally. And I would always joke. I'm like, I'd be like, these motherfuckers, they better try to fire me. Come an extra value meal because I was just like, you're, you're paid. Like I do so much on a job. You know, I almost kind of had an ego. I was like, I dare you to fire me. Like I do six, th- six full-time jobs here, you know? So this was oh, like, I, of course you always, it's always media. I always tell people media, one day you have a job, the next you don't, you know, that's just how the nature of yes. the beast. Yeah. Um, but I just never thought it would happen to me, you know, a layoff. It really hurts. Um, but yeah, I went into my job. It was like April, no, it was like April, May of 2016. It was right after Prince died and I dyed my hair purple because I'm a huge Prince fan. And I walked into the office. I honestly looked like a 14 year old. I had like Doc Martens on, like purple hair, (laughs) this like Drake t-shirt. Um, (laughs) I almost dressed kind of childish, but we, we, we can talk about later. But like, um, I liked, I just, I like being youthful. Like I'm young at heart, but, um, Anyway, they called me in and they're like, oh, we, we need to talk to you at 10 a.m. And I kind of thought I was going to get laid off. You know, I was like, OK, I was running the editorial department. You know, we we're doing listicles, articles. I was like, as long as they're safe and I, you know, I can find another job, I'll be OK. I walked down there and they told me that they were going to get rid of my entire department. Oh, and I was like, oh, no. I mean, you know, I, because like there's people who I hired for the first time who are 24, 25, who are working so hard. And, um, yeah, they basically told me, you know, they laid me off and they were like, don't tell your team. They were like, we're going to tell them each one by one. We're going to call them into HR. And I was like, I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, whatever. So I ran back upstairs. I booked a meeting. Like last minute I booked a room. I called my entire team. It was like five or six of us. And I told them, I was like, look, I always told you guys if I knew something, I would always tell you. I'm like, they just laid me off and they're going to lay you guys all off. And when you go in there, just act surprised. I was like, but just, I need to, I need you to hear it from me first. And they were so thankful about Mm. that. They like, you know, expressed a lot of gratitude and, um, yeah, that was really crazy. Um, one thing that I learned from that experience is that when you get laid off, you can negotiate your severance package. And a lot of people don't know this. Mm. People just collect their severance package and like sign it and like walk away. But you can actually request more. And I did for this time. I, I actually asked them for more money. Um, and they gave it to me, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, and how does that work? Like they're like, here's what, here's our offer. And you can actually be like, um, no, and push the papers back and say like, here's what I actually 
think it should be? Yeah. So it's not really an offer. They're like, okay. here you go. You're being laid off. Here's what we're giving you. Like, you know, in media, it's usually like really paltry. It's like two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. Unless you have a union behind you, then they like go hard on you. The union will help you get like two, three months or something like that. Um, at the time, like Univision wasn't unionized. Um, so they basically give you the package, like review it. If you have any questions, sign it. But they don't say offer. They don't even tell you that, that you can you can you, they just basically give it to you and like take a look at it and sign it and then i talked to a labor lawyer and she said i can get more money if i wanted to so i asked for a little bit more money and i got like a few more weeks added to it it wasn't anything significant but it was like enough to like keep me afloat and i think a lot of times when you get laid off um you know you're just so shocked and you you know um it hurts you like your your ego is hurting you know you're like i worked so hard like you you take it personal but at the end of the day it's a business decision you know you can't you can't take it personal and if you have great recommendations and you know people people want to hire you you know like if you have the receipts if you have the proof that like you're a great worker you'll find another job you know but it did hurt me um i never i, I just didn't see it coming that way you know and and you just never think it's going to happen to you and then it does mm. happen to you you're just like oh that really hurt um but I have to say, um, well, I'm not there anymore, so it's fine. I actually ended up monetizing on my layoff the first time around because I got laid off in early May, and then I took the month of May off to travel, and I did some like light job interviews here and there. But then I actually got a job offer at Upworthy like as soon as I got back from my travels in May. So I really didn't like – like great. I didn't lose, lose that much money. I got really lucky. Um, and then I worked at Upworthy. And um, it was a great place to work. You know, they had a huge, they were really popular in 2012. They were doing a lot of shareable Facebook content, um, but they were really transparent. Um, I would say like four or five months into it that like things weren't doing well with the company. And, you know, I think the problem with a lot of media sites is that they they focus on one platform, you know, like mm-hmm. Upworthy is so focused on Facebook, but they weren't thinking about YouTube or like Instagram or other plat other platforms so um they were really transparent that they weren't doing well so um then they laid me off as well ah. and yeah um, and did your it- first experience kind of emotionally prepare yes. you and also just with the logistics like the practical logistics did you feel more prepared to handle it yes i did i felt like okay i felt like a like this ain't my first time in the rodeo <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like tipping my cowboy hat, like, <laughs> what now? And like, so I knew it was, con- I knew that it, they were more transparent about it. And I do appreciate that about them. And, and like, they laid off like a ton of people that day. It was like, I think like 15, 20 people. So I felt a little bit more calm at that time, you know. And um, again, I tried to negotiate for more money. I didn't get it the second time okay. around. I was like, all right, fine. But, you know. But at least you asked. Ask. That's The moral of the story is definitely um, if you ever get laid off, um, don't sign the severance package. Ask for more money. Um, you can do that. You can legally do that. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering crappiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. Visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. 
And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. We, we've heard from a few listeners who have asked us for advice about self-care after a layoff. Do you yeah. have anything to say along those lines. Yeah. I mean, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. You don't have a paycheck. You are embarrassed to tell people you got mm-hmm. laid off. You, um, you know, it, it's a lot of emotions. Um, for me, I, um, I just got to think about this. So I go to church. I go to church on the reg. I go to Hillsong, which is a progressive Christian church, the LGBTQ inclusive, um, Justin Bieber's church? Yes, I know. I newly mean, engaged. Newly engaged Justin <laughs> Bieber. I know. I know. I don't see him there, though. I don't know how often he he, he pulls up, honestly. I don't even um, know how I know that fact, but you go to... Yes, the- yes. And some people, you know, people say it's like this hipster ch- mega church. I actually, like, love it. I feel like it's very calming for me to go there and set intentions and pray and things like that. I, I, it's a really good way to start my week. I go there every Sunday or I try to. Um, but, I mean, I think for me... What I did after both layoffs was like I worked, you know, I had finally had time to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I took care of my un- take care of your unemployment stuff immediately because you have to sort that out ASAP. Um, and I also just like focused on. I-, I took a reset. I was like, okay, I've been in New York media for most of my career. Like Dory, you know, you've, you're yeah. in the same boat. And I was like, what do I really want to do? And I wanted to move to LA for so long. Like I wanted to eventually transition into like, you know, like video and, and, and TV writing and things like that. So I was like, what do I really want to do? I was like, this is the time to do it. I'm like, I really need to kind of take that chance. So, um, I ended up, you know, deciding to do an apartment swap with a friend in LA and, um, yeah. And then started interviewing for jobs in LA and, um, that's how I got the Buzzfeed job. But I think I basically, I kind of had to, I had a chance to clear my mind. Mm, I also, um, I'm someone who like, likes to be busy. So like, like that helps me. So I ended up doing things like I've wanted to do for so long. Like I hired a finance manager to help me, especially because I was laid off. I was like, how do I do this now? I like um, submitted like all these like uh, 
expenses for like uh, my health insurance and stuff like that. I just did things that I've wanted to do for a really long time. Um, so I think church, I think really know like, like taking a step back and clearing my head with like what do I really want my next steps to be? Do I really want another like media job in New York? Do I really want to take a big leap of faith? You know, I think clearing your head and I think um, – just kind of doing things that you've been wanting to do, but you didn't have time to do because you were working nine to five. I think also um, meeting up with your friends and family is so important. Like I would go to their offices for mm-hmm. coffee. I would go to like, you know, I would go to their offices for lunch because I had the flexibility now. Yeah. But I think like it could be really isolating to to be alone and when you're laid off um, and, and just seeing your friends and family a lot, I think was really helpful for me. Can we circle back to your relationship with your church? I yeah. It's really interesting and I don't think it's come up yet on the podcast and I feel like we have we have listeners who might be interested I know I am like how did you get involved how did you come is it a church that you were raised in like what's been your experience and then also like how does your faith contribute to your self-care yeah so you know I'm Latina Um, a lot of like Latin people tend to uh, you know be in the Catholic religion or I didn't grow up Catholic I grew up Baptist but my grandmother actually founded a church in Washington Heights which is in like the uptown of manhattan above harlem yeah wow. so um yeah so she so i so church for me was always part of my life i like went every sunday i had to go friday nights which sucked <laughs> like, oh my god it was horrible there was this like dance club called dancings and like all my friends from high school would go and like make out with guys and i had to go to church <laughs> like thank god ig stories did not exist back then yeah. i would be like whoa the FOMA would be. oh my god the FOMA would be too real so i like so church was always a big part of my life you know um you know i had like a children's bible and i think like i was really into it and then i think i took like took a step back during college i was like, I don't know about this life. And then um, the church my grandma founded was Spanish speaking. So I understood it, but I didn't really feel like the big, the big connection. You know, I, I would, I preferred like an English speaking church. So um, more recently, I would say like in my thirties, like once I turned like 30 or 31, I just started hearing about Hillsong. My sister started going to Hillsong before it blew up, before it was like this whole big scene and New York times profiles and stuff like that. So she started going and then I started going and, um, I feel like what's cool about going to church now in my 30s is that, like, I think the message is always, like, at least at Hillsong, is, like, treat others how you want to be treated. Like, kind of, like, just the, pow- the power of God. I don't know. It's, it's, it sounds crazy, but I do feel like prayer to me um, – it soothes me. Like, you know, I do believe in God. I, I mean, my husband's agnostic and that's cool. And I have friends who are atheists and, you know, like I totally respect that, you know. Um, but I just feel uh, – I feel really centered. I feel like – I feel really emotional. I feel like I have so much gratitude with with my life and where I've been. And I really feel like a lot of it – I just like give – you know, it's a lot of hard work, of course. But I also just like – I give thanks to God, you know. It, it's just been part of my life. So it's not something where I converted or anything like that. Mm. It's always just been a part of my life and a big part of like my family's culture, you know. And you said your husband's agnostic. So do you go to church by yourself on Sunday or is it yeah, on Sunday? I go to church. I, I There's some, some other people like at work, you know, at BuzzFeed or elsewhere who like will go to church with me. Um, he did actually come to church with me for like Good Friday. I was like, oh, my God. Hey. <laughs> yeah. He like, he like, he was like, you know, I know it's a big part of you. I was like, come through. Oh. Okay? <laughs> you know, um, but what I like about Hillsong, again, it's like very inclusive. It's like really diverse. Like they're just it's a very open minded church. It's important to like find a religion or a church that you feel a real connection to, mm-hmm. you know? That's really cool. That's yeah. really I think powerful. it's also really 
uh, I think it's really cool that you and your husband have different beliefs and different practices and that he supported that you can, you know, he can support you, but doesn't need to, you don't need him to be, you know, it doesn't have to be something that you two share necessarily in an intimate way. Yeah, totally. And I think before I met him, I was actually very like, he's this white Australian guy uh, who's agnostic. And in my head, I was like, I'm going to marry a Latino man who like goes to church. I'm going to meet him at Hillsong. Or like, I just had this in my head. <laughs> like um, one of the things I think about being single in your 30s is that you kind of have a sense of who you, who you don't want, who you want. And I was just like, I don't know. I just had this in my head and I met him. We found love. And like, I was like, you know, what? this guy's amazing. And I love him. And he's so great. He's so kind. And um, it's not a big deal. Like, it's not like a deal. I thought it was honestly, real talk, I thought it was a deal breaker. Yeah. I, like, I really wow. wanted someone who was like down with the G.O.D. like me. <laughs> and like, it's I, sometimes I think like in our 30s, like you have deal breakers. But yeah. I think sometimes like they're not really deal breakers, you know, like you can coexist and, and love someone um, fully that's, mm. you know, just not in the same religion as you. So, um Yeah. It's, it feels a little bit like, duh, yeah, of course you can. But I think for me, like, it was really important that I met someone who had the same religious beliefs as me. But, like, it's totally fine. It's cool, yeah. you know? And he doesn't, like, he doesn't, like, uh, ever make fun of me or patronize me or anything like that. Yeah, either. I was going to say, it sounds like he's very open yeah. and respectful of your beliefs totally and it's so interesting because i think like a lot of people like take breathing exercises during during the day to like you know like zone out or to relieve stress I, for me i have to pray like mm. i pray every morning and um you know it to me that's like a way that like it's just a great way to set my day and like it just brings me so much like i just really love doing it i really do i'm like i, I just it helps me realize like the gratitude that I have in my life and the things I have, you know, so. We've been talking so much about gratitude lately. I know. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, it's being really conscious and deliberate with the things I'm grateful for has really made me feel like a happier person. And I've never experienced that before. Yeah. And I, and it's, I feel, I can like, I don't, I mean, look, it could also be the Prozac, but <laughs> I mean, maybe it's a combo of the both. Yeah. I just feel way more, appreciative i feel i feel like i'm able to identify the positive in situations that even if, if something really shitty is happening i'm able to kind of find find glimmers of positive things that also have happened and that's been really powerful for me do you have a practice like is your practice of prayer um is it is it the same thing every day do you have a little ritual you do with it or you just like wake up you're in bed yeah take a minute yeah i wake up in bed i just take a minute and i'm just like you know i just kind of like pray for certain things i pray for the health of certain people mm -hmm. you know like i pray for certain things that have that's happening in our country as well yeah mm -hmm. um so and it's usually like i'll pray for like two three minutes but i have to say like i'll start praying and then like i'll digress and start thinking about something i have to do at work i'm like oh wait i was praying <laughs> let me get back to the prayer <laughs> But that sounds just like meditation. Like when your mind yeah. waters, waters, wanders while meditating, you just like acknowledge it and then bring it back to what you're focusing on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's so cool. Thank you for sharing that yeah. with us. Yeah, that's of really course. Powerful. Of course. <sighs> oh, Dorian, I do like to gently yeah. sigh. Yeah. I, sorry. I oh, want to say one more thing about failure too is like I, um, God. It, so here's the thing I always tell about people about like, and I think this could apply to other careers, but I always feel like working in media is a lot like dating in like a big city like New York or LA or Miami, like so much rejection, yeah. so much rejection. Yeah. Like you, I'm, I think 
I've just been told no so much in this in, in this industry and in my career that like I think because of that that almost like when I was laid off twice you know like of course it hurt and it burned but like it's just part of, it's part of the core in this industry like it's just you just get rejected all the time you yeah. know so you're I, I think I was just so used to it at a point where yeah you know yes I was shocked but yes I, I also knew like I could keep it moving because like it just happens all the time. People just close doors on you all the time. I feel like keep it moving is such a good life motto. Yeah. That I have not been great at because it is easy to just kind of wallow yeah. or, you know, get obsessive about things in the past. But mm-hmm. I think this idea of like keeping it moving is very powerful. Yeah. yeah and it t- actually takes a lot of work to keep it moving. Totally. It's a lot easier. I mean, not easier, but wallowing can feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have, do you, are you not a wallowing person? I wallow a little bit. Like, you know, I definitely wallow a little bit. I tend to be overly optimistic. That's and it's so great. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. My dad's really optimistic. I think I got it from him. Um, so I wallow. I cry. You know, like the first week after you get laid off, please stay in the sofa and like yeah. watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Don't try to like, you know, so cycle the whole week. <laughs> Just chill that first week. You know, I think wallowing is really important. I think being in your feelings and and, and knowing that you're upset and that this sucks and you're scared where your next paycheck will come. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when your livelihood. I mean, that's what's so challenging about getting laid off. It's Mm -hmm. like it also cuts off your finances. And that's terrifying. Like in addition to the the trashing of your ego and like ending your relationships with your coworker. I mean, it's just such a it's such a shock to the life system. Yeah. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to talk to you about, which is, uh, you know, I used to work at BuzzFeed, yes. <laughs> as, as we all know. Um, and, you know, working at BuzzFeed in your 30s or older is is interesting because yes. so many of your coworkers are younger. And I'm wondering if you have kind of words of wisdom for other people who might find themselves in that situation um, yeah. where they're either working with much younger coworkers or older coworkers. Yeah, because we have a lot of younger yeah, listeners do. who are younger than 35. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we have millennials and Generation Zs out there. Wow. Is that what they're called? Gen, yeah. Gen Zs. Gen Zs. Yeah. Gen Zs. If you're born in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um. For me, I think like, it's so funny because I feel like Yoda in the office. Like people will be like, can I just schedule 30 minutes with you? I just need career advice. Or like Aww. this one time I was like, in the canteen, which is like our cafeteria. And someone like this intern was like, you just seem like a really wise woman. Can I ask you advice about my roommate? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like it's just so funny. That's like so sweet. I know. I feel like the like like the Latina Yoda in there. Like I feel very honored. And I want to help all these people with, with career advice and, and, and whatever else they need. But I think that like, you know, I'm 37. I work at BuzzFeed. No one at BuzzFeed knows I'm 37. They think I'm like 30 or 31, which is a compliment. Um, But I kind of just embraced it. You know, like I had this pool party on Saturday and there were people from my office through there who were like 24, 25. I think like I embrace it. Um, You know, obviously, if someone seems like they're entitled or they're complaining about something, I try to like let them I try to like help, help them learn to understand that, you know, but I think that like when you're the older person, um, you you should just like own it. Like you're the one who you, you're the one who's had the most life experiences. Mm-hmm. You can like actually be sage. Like for once in my life, I'm considered wise. Like this is cool, <laughs> you know. Um, certainly not when I was 24 and getting fired for for you know stealing yeah, a projector in my office. Um, so I think you have to just embrace it and um, and own it and just really enjoy it. And um, you know, obviously. 
they're not going to like remember back to the future one or something like that. But I think you have to just like have fun with that and like laugh about it instead of being like these fucking millennials, like they don't know shit, you know, or like if they have a different work pattern than you, it's like, okay, how can we work together versus being like, they're never on time. You know, it's like, okay, like what can we like, you know, like maybe talking to them about that, you know? Um, So I think it's like, you just have to embrace it, own it. Um, you can work with people who have different working styles and patterns than you, you know what I mean? Um, and I think it's funny, you know, I think like I work with a lot of people who are younger and they're like roommates with each other. And, you know, sometimes they're like in interoffice relationships, like dating wise. And I think like, yeah, I think like working, um, I think like working at a startup like BuzzFeed, it's amazing. There's so many cool events like after work, like happy hours and things like that. But I think also you have to have a good work-life balance, you know, yeah. and know when to like, leave the office and go home and watch the bachelorette, whatever you mm-hmm. want to do, you know, um, you don't have to be there all the time, you right. know, right. You and that's okay. Some boundaries. You need some boundaries, yeah. you know, and if you get there earlier than everyone else, like leave earlier, it's yeah. okay. You know, like, I think that's really important. Um, you also just don't have to be down with the kids. You know what I mean? Like you don't totally. need to like, you don't need to go to like, you know, uh, this is a concert with all of them if you don't want to, you know what I mean? I mean, I would love to see SZA again. Yeah. I saw her Coachella. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you don't have to also just, you, you don't have to be down. Just embrace it, though. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it makes it a lot of makes sense. Because I feel like there is a, there, as I get older, I really do notice a generational difference, which I'm sure my superiors at work were thinking about me when I was 23, 24. Yeah. Um, we can't help it. Like, technology changes and the world changes and all, you know, there's, yeah. it's not their fault that the, <laughs> they're different or we're different yeah um but finding figuring out ways to work to coexist i think is really important totally and like and and respect what they bring to the I table i was just gonna say also acknowledge that you can learn from them yeah yes. for sure yeah <sighs> alexis oh, this has been this awesome was such a joy to talk yeah. to Yay. where can people find you oh wow yeah um they can find me on instagram at alexis tt and on Twitter, same handle, Alexis TT. Um, I don't have a website, which is weird. I guess I no should. No blog? I know. I like my, well, my blog, I like put it like, it's like dead. I don't know. Yeah, it's I know. somewhere. If people want to watch Paralike videos. Yes. So, yes, check out Better Like as well, please. Um, for all things Latino comedy, fun, cool stuff, um, check us out on Instagram at Better Like, um, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. So, Kate, Mm -hmm. how did your strict bedtime go? Pretty great. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me more. I have, I, well, here's what I've realized. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It only took me 39 years to figure this out. I need like an hour to get ready for bed. Right. Like at 10 o'clock, I need to shuffle in, brush my teeth, floss my teeth, mouthwash, wash the face, do all the face jazz, putter around, check the doors. Like there's a a million things I need Mm -hmm. to do. So when I start it at the time I'm supposed to go to bed, Mm -hmm. it takes 30 minutes to an hour of just puttering. Yep. So if I start my putter process around 10, I can be in bed lights out at 11. And I'm trying to also include at least 15 minutes of reading there. Love it. I have gotten bad about bringing my phone back into my bedroom. Oh, no. So I need to get the phone out because I was reading so much on vacation. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm home, I'm also, I think I've mentioned, I'm obsessed with the game Helix Jump. Yes, you mm-hmm. have mentioned Well, that. I'm still, I'm playing that All right. at bedtime instead of reading. So I need to 
make a couple different choices to kind of like encourage myself to read and not look at my phone. But it's really been great. And the reason when I, when I hit, go to sleep at 11, I'm so much like better off in the morning. It's unreal. It's unreal. So I'm really, I'm going to try to keep sticking to it. That's great. Thank you. How, how has tiny budget steps gone? It's gone. Okay. Um, we, you know, Matt and I, so neither of us has like, I'm not working full time anymore and he works full time, but he's on hiatus for a long time. Like we have money coming in in weird ways. Like we'll, we'll have like a few weeks where nothing is coming in and then a lot of money will come in or I mean, not a lot, but like you'll be paid, we'll be paid. And I think that makes it harder to budget sometimes. But what we did was we had some money come in and we, we immediately just paid off a bunch of debt and that was good. Thumbs up. And Matt of his own volition sold a bunch of guitars. That's awesome. Which, which is like a big step (laughs) for us. So I think we're, we're getting there. We're, I think we're also like, we're kind of getting better at having more open conversations about money. So I think these are all good positive steps. And then we will eventually work our way up to perhaps some sort of app. Just, I think, like talking to each other about it is so huge. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you, Kate. You wrote for this week that your intention is to write every day. I did. And I copied you. Okay. What What is your, like, what are you working on? What? Why do you want to set it up every day? Well, I think that I need to get that muscle back. Mm -hmm. Like I left my job at BuzzFeed almost five months ago and it's, you know, it took me a couple of months to kind of get into a headspace of like, what is my life now? And like working on this podcast and, you know, all just kind of everything. And now I'm like, okay, I think I have a handle on things and I want to make time for writing again. Great. But I think I need to just kind of like lower the stakes a little bit. Um, because I think in my head, I've been, you know, and people, which is, it's very flattering. People are, when are you going to write another book? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh-huh. I think I need to just not be thinking about it as a book. I need to just be thinking about it as like, I'm getting back in the habit, like sister act two. <laughs> Which I never saw. I want to make some reference to Sister Act 2, but I never saw it. Well, Sister Act 2, back okay. in the habit. Back in the habit. I do know the name. Yeah. Um, well, I also, I saw this and I, and I wrote, fuck it. I'll go with write every day too. Because I have been really, speaking of narratives we tell ourselves, really down on myself and the things mm. I've been writing. I kind of like start working on an idea and then I talk myself out of it. And I'm mm. like, this is terrible. It's already been done. This doesn't make any sense. No, this is bad. Hey, you have to take your own advice. I know. It's so easy to say the advice. <sighs> I know. And then it's hard to actually materialize. I know. So I think I just need to open up my software program and look at the look at a page. And Great. to me that counts. Uh- Yes. We're talking baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps, I feel like my baby steps might become a big part of this podcast. Not to be confused with baby lips. Not to be confused with Maybelline's very affordable baby lips. This is Dorian Kate's baby steps, <laughs> which is free. <laughs> totally. But I think it's it's the tiniest 
Yes. It's like the tiniest action will then hopefully lead to the yes. next action. Totally. Well, let's check in next week. Let's hope we create something. Yeah. And just a reminder, we have a voicemail that you can leave us voicemails on, which is 781-591-0390. We might play your voicemail on a mini episode. We love getting voicemails. You can also email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. We have a Facebook group that's very active with a million spinoff Facebook groups that are also very active. Um, It's Forever 35 Podcast. Yep. And the password to get in is serums yep please don't forget um and if you are so inclined we would super appreciate a rating and or a review on apple podcasts it really really helps people find the show and also it helps when they see our show and they're like "Ooh, a lot of people like this show i'm gonna listen to it tell us more dory that's how that works. Uh, like the story of like <laughs> a person coming. Uh, yeah. No, what am do, I do, do, do. Do, do. Um, Anyway, I think that wraps things up. Yeah. Thank you all so much uh, for listening. And so now I'm going to say that Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Kate Spencer and Dory Shafrir and produced. Damn it. You, I had been on such a roll. Produced and edited by Sammy Junio. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.